Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Let's Bark About It Tampa Bay. Lori Elmer here. My co-host Nikki Knowlton and I are thrilled to share some exciting news about Urban Dog Studio. We're still in the same studios at 5663 Building, but now as owners, we've expanded into an amazing larger space. We're busy working long hours, adding all the special touches to our beautiful boutique studio. It's a lot of work, but we can't wait for you all to see it. While we're putting the finishing touches on our new studio, we thought it'd be the perfect time to bring back some of our very best early episodes. We know many of our new listeners haven't had a chance to hear these gems yet. The content is terrific and definitely worth resharing. So sit back, relax, and enjoy these classic episodes of Let's Bark About It Tampa Bay. And don't forget, we'll be back soon with fresh new episodes and a fabulous new studio space to share with you all. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for some great content coming your way. Hey everyone, this is Lori Elmer and I'm joined by my co-host Nikki Knowlton. We're the owners and photographers at Urban Dog Studio. Welcome to episode number three of Let's Bark About It Tampa Bay. If you listened to last week's episode, you heard the amazing Brandy Burkett with Pets Enrichment and Training Solutions share the importance of selecting the right dog for your particular family and lifestyle to ensure a long and happy relationship with your new fur kid. Brandy is back with us today with part two. And today it's all about making preparations to welcome that new pup into your home, setting everyone up for success right from the start. We're so happy to have Brandy on again. So let's bark about it. Are you a dog owner who only wants the best for your furry family member? Looking for expert information on topics ranging from how to keep your dog safe and healthy to where to go for the best pup cups in Tampa Bay? If so, you're in the right place. Welcome to your resource for news and information to help your dogs live their best life. And now, your hosts, pet photographers, owners of Urban Dog Studio, pet industry insiders, and doting dog moms, Lori Elmer and Nikki Knowlton. Are you ready? Sit, stay. Let's bark about it, Tampa Bay. Hey, welcome to episode number three of Let's Bark About It Tampa Bay. I'm here with Nikki. And Hi. Back on the show today is our good friend and amazing pet trainer, Brandy Burkett, owner of Pet Enrichment and Training Solutions, or PETS for short. If you missed last week's episode on matchmaking, which is selecting the right pet for your family and lifestyle, you're going to want to go back and listen to it. It was awesome. And today... Brandy is going to take us to step two, which is like how to make sure you're doing all the right things to set your new pet up for success right from the start. So Brandy, welcome back to the show. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited. And for those who haven't listened to last week's episode, Brandy, can you give everyone just a quick recap of who you are and what you do? Sure. Um, So I am a positive reinforcement pet trainer here in the Tampa area. And I started uh, back in 2009, I started taking courses at Animal Behavior College, and I've been training ever since. Very cool. We kind of dropped, you you dropped out, Brandy, can you just repeat? So you've been doing this basically since, did you say 2010? Yeah, the end of 2009, I started taking uh, the courses, and then I got a certification through Animal Behavior College. Okay. And Brandy, I think almost since that time, I've been working with you with dogs, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's yeah. So yeah, a long time. Oh my God. I feel old. I know. (laughs) know That's crazy. Um, anyway, so, so Brandy, I got to ask you, was this the right, was this the right way to go about it? When someone who works in an animal hospital (laughs) 
and a puppy comes in because it's sick and its owners relinquish it. And that person decides, I'm going to save this dog and just gets it and takes it home, puts it in and says, make yourself at home. Was that maybe the right way to go about it? Ooh, that's, that's a toughie. That I don't know toughie. anybody that's done that. Well, I don't, I don't either, Nikki. Oh. I'm staring at you going, was it you? Because it was definitely me. <laughs> and I'm sure tons of other, uh, right. Techs and doctors for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely have their heart in the right place for sure, but um, not sure how many people. I know those are long hours working at at the animal hospitals. So, I mean, I guess if you can take the dog with you to work, that might be a bonus. Um, but if that puppy's gonna be at home for you know ten hours at a time, probably not a great match. So that was I was targeting Nikki because I'm kind of giving her a jab teasing her about it because she did actually ask permission to bring that dog into our rescue it was me I don't know how I ended up with a puppy I didn't want a puppy my um I already had two dogs Uh, I had had a third one but he had passed away and I was sad and the only dog I was looking for was a I wanted a cranky old man dog. I wanted a healer. I wanted the meanest, like hated people. (laughs) I wanted a problem child. And you got the opposite. And I went, I was working at a vet clinic and I went in and one of the texts, there was a surrendered puppy and they said, um, do you want a puppy? And I said, no, but show it to me. And I was like, oh, it's cute. We can get into rescue. Let me call Lori. Lori will be, well, this will be great. It'll, it'll come home. It'll be here two days and it'll be in a fantastic home and it'll be living in the lap of luxury. And um, unfortunately for her, or fortunately for both of us, she's living in my house and it's not the lap of luxury. <laughs> we, we had, we had a long list of applicants, but Nikki wasn't oh, having sure. it. Yeah, she, she just yeah. couldn't let it. She couldn't let her go. I couldn't let her go. Every time somebody <laughs> wanted her, um, I, it just made me nauseous. And oh. she's absolutely not a cranky old man. No, Loves everybody. she's pretty much adorable. The opposite. She's adorable. She's but, the opposite. She's a purse dog. She's a yeah. condo dog. She's just not living in a purse or a condo. Right. Um, I actually had tried to match her up with uh, another good friend and I couldn't even give her to her. I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> and that it was friend, meant to be. It was yeah. meant to be. My friend went and got a dog that kind of, you know, is the same, same, but different and living in the lap of luxury. It just has yeah. the best life and poor ginger, poor ginger suffers. Oh, I look for There's her. There's no my suffering. Feet. Yeah. She, oh, she's not suffering. Yeah, I know. She I am, you. but she's not. Yeah. <laughs> right. But the, the point that I was making with that is that a lot of times people do just that very thing. Mm-hmm. Um, even they even give it less consideration than Nikki did. It, like they, they see a dog or it's an impulse decision to get a dog. They bring it home and then it's like, ta-da, make, your, make yourself at home. So tell tell our listeners and, and Nikki why, <laughs> why <laughs> that's maybe that. not the best way, Nikki. you know, there's more successful <laughs> ways maybe yeah. to, to make, make all of that happen. Yeah. And, and, um, I don't even know if I've mentioned, but that's actually a service that I offer too. I'll meet with people before they get animals just to see the lay of the land of where, where they're going to put the crate, if they're going to use a crate, um, what the backyard looks like, if there's a backyard, how are they going to do leash walking and potty training? And, you know, do they need to put little baby gates up if it's a too much territory? So it does help to kind of get your head wrapped around 
the micromanaging that's probably going to need to be done once the little furry creature enters your home. (laughs) So it's not running rampant. Yeah, I do want to say you do come to the rescue when you've taken in a little puppy. And this is not my first puppy. So it's not my, wasn't my first rodeo. I, I would like to think I know what I'm doing. And I still had to do, Brandy, why is this dog barking at me? It will not be quiet. I don't know what's going on. Help me. Oh, uh, but um, yeah. Yeah. And, and so Brandy, what you're, what you're saying is that, uh, can you give some examples of what people might do just to prepare their house. I mean, you talked about a crate and everything. Why is it so important to have those things in place right from the start? Um, and you talked, you touched on like potty training and having puppy, you know, gates to limit them, limit their access to the whole house from a puppy's perspective or a new dog's perspective. How does that help them? Well, I, I kind of tell everyone, even if you, let's say you adopted an eight-year-old dog, I say your mindset should be that you just brought home a 12-week-old puppy because then your expectations are at a level that your dog can probably handle. Um, you know, a lot of people tend to think, well, he's eight, he should do all these commands and he should know everything. But if he's had no training and structure prior, he's not going to know anything. He might not even be potty trained. So, you know, just to be mentally prepared have, have gates set up so that they don't have the run of the whole house. And, you know, if you're going to crate train, have a crate ready to go, that's big enough, but not too big. So, you know, too Mm -hmm. large of a crate can be room for potty accidents inside. Um, So those are all things that you want to consider. Where's the dog going to eat? Where's the dog going to go to the bathroom? What's the schedule going to be? How often am I going to be home to be able to let the dog out? Um, Things like that. Those are all things that need to be considered. Rather than just say, hey, I'm going to go get a puppy and right. And then you're terrified when you get home and have no resources to be able to care for it. And so for somebody who says to you, but I don't want them to feel like they don't have, you know, it, we know that all of those things are great for the human because that prevents issues. But what does that also mean for the dog in terms of feeling secure and feeling confident? Does that, I mean, does, it, does that play a part in them? also building up their confidence and feeling more secure in a new place or. Yeah. And, and simple structure, you know, is the best way to kind of handle that. They, they are kind of pack animals. So they kind of want to know what the system is and, you know, what they need to be doing. So the guidance and the coaching that goes along with it, that's part of the, you know, the, the beginning of the training process is the, the structure that we implement. It's just super simple. Um, but they kind of need to know, like I said, where to go to the bathroom, where they're going to eat, where they're going to sleep. Um, it should all kind of be planned out prior. And, but you know, with each dog, there might be changes that need to be made once the dog's there, once you learn the personality more, but it's good to at least have some type of foundation set up so that you're at least a little bit prepared for things like that. Cool. And, and does any of that change or is it more challenging, less challenging, or just different if there are already pets living in the house, whether it's if they're getting a dog and they already have a dog or if they have a cat. Um, Do you have any additional thoughts on what they might do to prepare? Yeah. I mean, I always tell everybody you, you can go, you know, you can't go too slow with introducing dogs to other dogs or dogs to cats or even, you know, kids to dogs. You, You just can't, it's impossible to go too slow. So take it at a rate everybody can handle without the stress levels getting elevated Um, and, you know, make it as positive as possible for, for each 
animal or child involved and, you know, keep it short and sweet and, and, and try to make sure that, you know, nobody gets upset or stressed or hurt. Um, you know, a lot of, if it's other dogs in the home, group walks are a great way to kind of form a good relationship. So lots of walking instead of so much sniffing. So things like that are, are good things to start doing once, once you bring another animal into the home, if there's already dogs there. Mm -hmm. And, um, if somebody's bringing in a young puppy and let's say they work a lot, um, do you usually have any kind of recommendations on maybe having a, a pet walker or a pet sitter come over? Yeah. I mean, yeah, some type of at least a dog walker, you know, throughout the day to come They're little, they don't, they just don't have the muscle control to hold their, their bladder as well as they can when they're older. So, you know, I try not to have puppies in a crate for eight hours, right. When they bring them home, it should be, you know, three to four and then an outing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you hope that the dog's not in a crate when the people get home too. So they get some freedom to roam around and learn how to hold the, that, you know, build up that muscle control. Gotcha. And what are your thoughts on people whose, whose solution to that? And it, it might be with a puppy um, versus an older dog. If their solution is doggy daycare, is that a good oh, thing? I'm a, bad thing yeah. or? I, I personally encourage doggy daycare, <laughs> but that's <laughs> okay. because I'm terrified of dog parks. I've just seen scary things happen there. So I like daycares. Um, everybody's vaccinated. Everybody's, you know, tested beforehand. Obviously things can still happen, but if it does, then it's quickly managed. There's always staff on site. Um, so no, I'm, I'm a huge fan of daycare. It keeps the dogs socialized. It keeps them, you know, even around other people. One thing that I've noticed with, you know, how things have changed and people are working now from home a lot more is they actually don't leave the house enough. So (laughs) I have to encourage people to actually leave the dog for a little bit, kind of the opposite of what we were just talking about so that it doesn't become so codependent on someone always being there. And even then, you know, people tend to be home every day. I still say, well, it doesn't matter. Still take them to daycare, you know, at least once a week or twice a week, just so they can get out of their house and go play and get energy out. They usually come home exhausted. So it benefits everyone in the home. Yeah. (laughs) Tired dog is a well-mannered dog. It's, It's very true. Right. Right. So, so before you ever bring the pet home, what you're saying, what I'm hearing is that have crates, if, if it's, if it's appropriate, have mm-hmm. barriers so that you're limiting access to the entire house initially, make baby sure gates. you, yeah, baby yeah. gates, make sure you know where they're going to potty and everything. And then also have a plan. So what's going to happen with this dog while I'm at work, um, or if I'm yes. away for the house for long stretches and, um, cool. Yeah. Scheduling okay. is going to be important. Um, you know, having that set up so that they know, how long they're going to be, you know, you can tell how long they're going to be alone and what they're going to mm-hmm. need in the, in the meantime. And you, you talked about also knowing where they're going to eat. Mm-hmm. Tell us what that means. Cause most people, it's like, most people just don't think about it. You put the food bowl down in the kitchen. I mean, right, right, right. right. <laughs> well, I the mean, bowl down. even having a food bowl and water, some people don't think about, you know, if they just go impulse buy a puppy, they're like, Oh my gosh, I don't even have food for this puppy. So, um, you know, I even recommend researching what food you're going to feed you know, there's so many options out there. So that's something to take into consideration as well as, you know, what am I going to feed him? So, um, I don't know. It's just kind of like, imagine bringing a toddler to a house that it's never seen before and 
and just letting the child loose, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's going to be bad decisions made by the child. So <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I just expect, you know, the dog's not going to know what decisions to make. So it's going to need a lot of coaching and guidance. So be prepared to, you know, be able to see them at all times and don't give them too much freedom to wander off and eat something it shouldn't, or, you know, some, something like that dangerous could happen as well. So um, that's where the gates come in, up in handy. I like to gotcha. keep them wherever you are. Mm-hmm. And then find a place where they can be alone safely if you do have to leave so they can learn how to manage being by themselves all the time, but make it, you know, safe and give them jobs to do things like that. Got it. And I know in the past when um, you've been helping me with households with multiple pets, you have some thoughts on feeding when there are multiple pets eating at the same time. Yeah. And then again, that's all situational, obviously, but you know, I don't, I personally don't recommend dogs eating, you know, out of the same bowl or even two feet. I like to give them at least like eight feet apart, give them their own space. Um, You know, it it doesn't hurt to have a human stand in between them too, just so, just no room for error basically. Um, But some dogs are a little more resource guardy than others. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, and you don't know if you're getting a rescue, you just don't know. So the, the more you can set them up for success without an accidental error happening, the less chance of that habit become even forming. Gotcha. Perfect. Okay. So now that they have this dog and this dog is in the house, they've done all of those things ahead of time. They know where they're taking them to daycare. They know where they're going to potty. What are still some of the things that they can do to help that dog get into a groove, to get into a routine, to uh, let's say they have a cat in the house. Like what time frame even would it, would you expect it to take for that dog and that cat to be able to safely interact? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan of just keeping a leash and a harness on the dog. If there's a cat around or, you know, other animals, just so you can easily, even if it's just dragging the leash, if you're home with it and you can see that it's not going to get snagged on anything, but then you can easily grab the leash and, and guide them away if needed or do slow introductions. You know, he can see the cat, but not get close enough to scare the cat, you know, because mm-hmm. the one time he gets too close and scares them that could send the cat, but backtracking. So try to, it's all about kind of just setting it up so that there's no room for any type of mistake like that to happen. Gotcha. Um, and I know sometimes it's the cat that's the problem, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sometimes the cat is not too happy about, you know, other furry family members joining the group. So um, it, yeah, it's all depends on the cat personality as well. Very cool. And you haven't said it this yet, because of course, you're not going to toot your own horn. Um, but I will say it. I mean, I think it's incredibly beneficial whenever you're bringing even if you have five dogs already, or, you know, multiple pets, and you're bringing a new one, once you add that new pet to the mix, it changes the entire dynamic. Mm-hmm, so yes. I, you know, I always advise people to have a trainer on hand on standby, um, to give you some thoughts and guidance ahead of time. And also just to be there to manage any, anything that that comes comes up once that new pet has been introduced to the family dynamic. So yeah, I, I definitely agree it's better to start off on the right foot than have to try to go back and undo behaviors that have developed and they've become habits now. And now we have to undo those habits and teach new habits. So starting off with the trainer and and getting everybody on, on the same page and 
positive introductions can be really beneficial so that you don't have to go back and, and undo damage that, that could have been done. So what you're saying is you shouldn't take a puppy <laughs> and throw it in with two 12, 13 year old chihuahuas <laughs> <laughs> and, and two cats. Yeah. And, a rat. Cats. and a rat. Yeah. Did you have the rat then? <laughs> I, I didn't have the rat yet. Okay. <laughs> at one point, um, I don't think Brandy knows this story, but again, working at a vet clinic, things come in and the oh, little gosh. rat came in. And so I had a rat for a little bit. Oh, so. I think they're cute. Oh, they're super cute. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to get too sidetracked, but had I had somebody like you that said, you know, Nikki, I don't know that a rat is a good fit for you, even though you really want one. Um, let's look at your house and see what that looks right. like. Uh, we would have right. saved uh, the rat. I mean, and the rat is living a, a wonderful life. Um, it's not with me. I had to rehome it because it wasn't a good fit. Right. Mm-hmm. So that rat ran this house. Uh, all three dogs and two cats were scared to death of it. It, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was pretty funny. Um, it made for a great video. But... Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that might not have been a good mix. <laughs> it was <not> good. <laughs> Wow. Anyway, so um, I mean, obviously, it's hard to cover all of the things that people need to think about and do when they're bringing a new pet into the house just on this phone call. But hopefully we've planted some seeds so that people will actually realize that they do have a lot to consider and think about and that if uh, they're not 100% confident that they'll reach out and get some guidance because as you touched on Brandy, Um, it is so important to set them up for success because it's easier to get them started on the right track and prevent problems before they happen versus Mm -hmm. having to fix problems after they've already occurred. And I would think that's especially true when it's, you know, a a relationship between one pet and another, if there's an incident, some, some dogs are take a while to forgive. So, (laughs) right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I even help, um, teach the kids in the household to, to, work with the pet and interact with them. Cause that's just as important as other animals interacting with each other. So oh, yeah, yeah all of it. Yeah. A lot of parents just aren't sure, you know, how to, how to coach their kids to interact appropriately with the pet too. So that's something that, that most trainers would be able to help assist with that as well. So, so just between us, so I'm, a, I'm assuming working with kids is pretty much just like working with another dog. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, (laughs) a little bit of conditioning going on. Positive reinforcement, it's negative (laughs) punishment, take stuff away. Yeah, I always say like, you know, when your kid's not not doing things great, you take their phone away. Well, with the dogs, you take the treats away. So it's it's always, it's similar, but they have different likes and dislikes. String cheese, good for toddlers and dogs. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, here's the kid's ice cream. Here's the dog's pup cup. Yeah, pup cup, <laughs> <Yeah>. ice cream. <laughs> too funny, too funny. Well, anyway, I mean, as always, Brandy, you are just a never-ending source of incredible information. And for anyone with a pet challenge, you guys need to reach out to Brandy. She's just absolutely amazing. We can't sing her praises enough. Thank and, you, thank um, you. And once again, Brandy, um, tell everyone how they can find you. Okay, I am... On the internet at petsenrichment.com. I'm on um, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash petsenrichment and Instagram, pets underscore enrichment. So 
Perfect. There you go. Perfect. And we're also going to share Brandy's contact information in the show notes. So you can just head over to Let's Bark About at Tampa Bay. Um, look up episode number three, which is today's Woo-hoo. episode or episode number two, since Brandy was on episode number two and our first official guest. Um, yes. So all of her contact information will be there. And um, Brandy, thank you so much for being on the show again. We know this isn't going to be your last time on the show. I think we gave you a list about a mile long. I know. We <laughs> yes. want you to cover on future episodes. So I'll be ready. I'll yeah. be ready. Thank and you. I'm excited you're doing you. the show. This is going to be so helpful for all. I know you're going to tap into a lot of different resources for pet parents. And it, I think it's going to be, you know, really helpful. Oh, thanks so much. Yeah. And we can't wait to have you um, on the show. I mean, I, I kind of get a feeling we might have you on at least once a month. So I'm in. Nice. Yeah, I have so. a list of questions. I'll just be like, so if this were happening, <laughs> right. Yeah, house, I think it's going to we'll all of her free training just through our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway thank you so much brandy and until next time everybody we'll catch you next week have a great week and we'll talk to you soon you later bye bye once again brandy shared terrific information to help ensure the best start for your new fur kit if you're thinking about adding a new pet to your family or need help with one you already have be sure to reach out to brandy she'll work her magic helping you and your pets live in harmony head on over to urbandogstudio.com Click on the Let's Bark About It tab to find links to Brandy's website and socials. Be sure to tune in next week when Dr. Natalie Craven from Pinellas Animal Hospital explains what's really going on during your pet's examination. I think you'll be surprised. You don't want to miss it. See you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Let's Bark About It Tampa Bay. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to leave a review. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on our upcoming episodes. Be sure to visit our website at www.urbandogstudio.com for show notes and links to resources discussed in this episode. Thanks for being a part of this dog-loving community. Now go give your dog a cookie, a belly rub, and say hi from us.